evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater, the largest single-screen drive-in in the United States. We're certainly glad you could be with us this evening. And don't forget the concession stand is open with all kinds of great things to eat and drink. Mahoning Drive-In Radio, your old friend Virgil back once again for another exciting episode of the podcast. As you guys know, the only podcast dedicated to the revival of our beloved drive-in culture. And today I'm joined, as always, with my co-host and general manager extraordinaire, Mark. Say hello. Hello. And we got Jeff, partner, owner, and king of the Mahoning Drive-In. Jeff, say hello, my friend. Hi, everybody. And uh, we're really excited about this one. As you guys know, Mark has been stepping it up with getting some guests for the show. And honestly, when it comes to uh, the classic American drive-ins that make up our landscape uh, of our industry, our beloved industry, uh, one can always point to the majestic Admiral Twin off the historic Route 66 in Tulsa as one of the finest, without a doubt, delivering double features for over uh, 71 years, I believe now, yep. and uh, home of an incredibly unique back-to-back screen. And a lot of you guys will probably uh, know it as the drive-in from the outsiders. So we're honored, we are privileged to welcome owner of the Admiral Twin and also Starlight in Wichita, Blake Smith. Welcome, my friend. Yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> we're so, so excited. And You know, it's so true. When people talk about the classic drive-ins in America, you guys are right at the top of that list. Why don't you go a little bit into the history of the Admiral? Well, I mean, you you know, it was built in 1951. It was built as a single screen. And then the second year, they added a second screen. For whatever reason, the first year, they were called the Modern Air Drive-In. And then um, when they built the second screen which of course I had nothing to do with <laughs> in 1951. Um, they they changed the name of the Admiral Twin Drive-In. The Admiral part comes from the street, Admiral Boulevard, which is what um, used to connect us to the box office. We used to have a real long driveway that went over to Admiral. But then in the 60s, they came through and put in uh, I-244. So we're still called the Admiral Twin Drive-In, but we're not off Admiral anymore. Yeah, it's funny. That happens uh, a lot with uh, with these yeah, drive yeah. They were named off of the road they were yeah. on. <laughs> so now we have kind of a service road that runs between us and the and the, the highway there that's we mostly use, but the public can use it. But uh, so, you know, that that's when it was built. And I got involved. Um, so my father on the drive-in before I did, he bought the drive-in in 1987. And so I've basically been around it since 87. And then uh, he, uh, me and another guy bought him out. It wasn't actually given to me or nothing. (laughs) Uh, 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 You know, fair is fair, right? And uh, and business is business. And that was in 2000. So I've actually been the actual owner since 2000. Uh, And then I have a small partner on this thing too. And then uh, let's see, the Admiral Twin Drive-In, you know, our claim to claim to fame like you mentioned is the outsiders i mean i still get people coming by here all the time want to take pictures of the drive-in or wanting to see where they crawled under the fence which you could still crawl under the fence amazing <laughs> if, you, if you want to do that i don't know what we would have done to do that you know <laughs> secured that but uh 
so that that's our claim to fame. And then our other claim to fame would be we burned down in in 2010. So um, yeah, the heartbreaking the, story that literally swept the country. Yeah, I guess it was. It I mean, it's true. It's Tulsa. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, you guys would know you're way, you know, you're, you're not close to us. So, I mean, if you knew about it, but, um, but yeah, it burned down. And uh, of course we didn't have insurance on the, on the old uh, wooden structure at the time. We never could find anybody that would carry, you know, there would be a reasonable amount. So we just never, never did. Yeah, have it's any. impossible to insure a screen. We're kind of in that boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you guys probably are a little bit. I can understand that, but, um, you know, it, uh, it stood for, I don't know how many ever years, 60 years or something. And, uh, then it went down in, you know, 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, so we missed the 2011 season and, and then we got back open in 2012. We rebuilt it and I relocated the concession stand, the bathrooms underneath the screen, uh, so it's still back to back screen. Yeah. We spent way too much money on it. <laughs> uh, but at the time, it really felt like that's what uh, the public wanted. You know, it's kind of an iconic look. Even the wooden structure was kind of an iconic looking structure. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. The landscape. Yeah. And so I felt a little obligated, but I wanted to kind of try to pay homage to it if you will and and build it back similar of course we built it all out of metal <laughs> so it's not you learned your lesson uh, yeah, we, <laughs> right. we learned our lesson that's right uh, you know i could have thrown up a couple other screens and probably saved eight hundred thousand dollars right work and, with the land and not had to go with the uh the yeah old. yeah and probably <laughs> done the same amount of business <laughs> but uh but that's not what we did so we're still paying it off, but um, that's how it goes. And so that's kind of the Admiral Twin Drive-In. And, and we, we've, I've been out here all these years and it's, uh, as you guys know, it's a labor of love and it's fun. And it's, uh, you know, we do make a living out of it, but nevertheless, it's not a get rich quick uh, situation. So, so no way. Yeah, the passion yeah. project. Yeah, yeah kind of. And so, you know, I have to have other businesses and, and then uh, the Starlight Drive-In in Wichita, I, I took that over um, three years ago. So three years ago, they were going to knock it down and uh, build warehouses. And there was a big public outcry there. And uh, and so I went in there and... Uh, you were the savior. Worked a deal. There it is. <laughs> so so we're, we're still going there. And that's a, that's a really strong drive-in. It does, it does a little more business than we do in Tulsa, which is odd because Wichita is smaller, but there's not as yeah. much to do in Wichita so as Tulsa. And I know you might find this hard to believe, but in Tulsa, we get everything now. <laughs> We've got everything. <laughs> I mean, U2 kicks off their concerts here. Fleetwood Mac did. There's just so much entertainment now it's in Tulsa. It's the happening area. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. And I, I mean, look, I've been around this town for ever and i would have never thought that that would have happened to tulsa but uh nevertheless it has so it does make it a little bit harder when there's so much going on in, in the in the market anyway i'm, I'm jibber jabbing away sorry about that no it's that uh, this is exactly what we wanted i mean you yeah. guys have a really relatable story in that you know your business was threatened and you know there were elements of the classic uh, look and feel of the drive-in and you guys when you rebuilt were sure to play to those memories that people have with the drive-in even down to the look of it yeah yeah i mean uh, i i think so and um like i say it's a, a a good and a bad thing i'd love to have it completely paid off <laughs> but, uh, but you know in a couple more years we'll have it paid off and uh all all, all will be good right right yeah that's beautiful 
Well, why don't you talk a little bit about your history with drive-ins? Obviously, you've been in the biz, in the game as far as uh, uh, the ownership, but where's your love of drive-ins kind of uh, born? I take it your childhood because, you know, uh, we've all kind of got that backstory as well. Yeah, you know, um, to some degree. I mean, I grew up in the theater industry. My father was a, a kind of a big wig with General Cinema and um, uh, Cobb Theaters out of the South. Um, so I moved around a little bit at a young age. Um, and then, you know, I'm I'm old, you know, I'm 55. So, um, so you know, the, the, the 60s and 70s and, and into the 80s, we, we, we moved around quite a bit. And then until we finally kind of came back to Tulsa, I was born in Tulsa, but then, you know, he would, you know, back then you'd move for $25 to go run a new theater, you know, or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was just, no, that's a, right. you know, it's just a different time, you know, you'd get promoted and you'd go run a bigger theater and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually became the area manager for, for general cinema out of Chicago. So I sort of grew up in, in St. Louis, Chicago and Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and, um, so I was always around movie theaters, really, from from the very, very beginning of my life. And um, so my love really is for the industry. And I do love drive-ins. I'm, I'm a little bit more focused on drive-ins now. I had owned four or five different indoor theaters. And sort of luckily, I got out of them. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> At the right times, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you know, either either by selling them or by leases, leases coming up and new newer theaters coming in and knocking you around, you know, you know how the industry goes. So that's really my foundation is really probably just the movie theater business as a whole, not exactly just drive-ins. I mean, I know I was kind of looking over your list of questions. What's the earliest memory of a drive-in? Well, I do remember going to a drive-in when my dad was checking on some theaters in Florida and we went to a drive-in there. And then the next memory I remember is like 1987 when he bought like the years later. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden right. he's now in the drive-in business. And, uh, and so, so anyway, you know, I've always worked in movie theaters and, and uh, always been around them. And like I say, that's kind of my love. I still love movie theaters and I still, and I do love drive-ins. It's just kind of how it all worked out, you know? So, so I didn't grow up exactly, you know, my childhood, a lot of people think my childhood was running around this drive-in and that's not really true. But it was running around movie houses for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was, it was checking out movie theaters and he'd be auditing theaters and I'd be running around movie theaters. So that was like my playgrounds, you know? So that's uh, a hell of know, childhood right there. It really is because I love to go in and smell popcorn. It just, I feel at home, you know, the old soda on the carpet. You know, it just smells <laughs> like my childhood. Yeah, I love it. Well, so. you mentioned it, the unique feature about the Admiral. Is there anything kind of stand out about the Starlight in Wichita? You know, the Starlight in Wichita is kind of an interesting drive in, in that the, not the, previous owner the one that was going to sell it for warehouses he came onto the drive-in from the, the previous owner a guy named jim gobel do you guys know jim go did you know jim gobel anybody no okay i said so, no i've heard the name but i didn't know him personally no okay so he was a guy that he loved drive-in movie theaters and he was a guy that lived in in denver colorado and he had sold a business for quite a bit of money he'd become kind of wealthy i guess and instead of retiring, he looked around to try to buy a drive-in theater. He couldn't buy one in Colorado. Closest one he could find was in Wichita. So he went and bought the Starlight Drive-In in Wichita. Beautiful, yeah. And for him, it became 
kind of a hobby, if you will. He ran that thing. It was first class. I mean, when you pull up, it almost looks like an airport to some degree. All the speaker poles have lights on them that still work. You know, oh, so we have to keep gosh. all that. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's. It was just. It's. He. He ran that place. I mean, I tried to buy it from him in 2015. He and I were talking because he was starting to get a little older, and um, he couldn't quite decide if he wanted to sell it. And he kept telling me, oh, "I've just never made any money with this drive-in." Blah blah blah. And, you know. And the, if you look back on the grosses, the thing was just knocking them dead, man. I mean, it was just in like the early 2000s, the late 90s and early 2000s. The thing in the box office was doing like over a million dollars in the box office, a million two for a twin. I mean, he was just killing it. And he said, I could just never make any money. Well, his payroll, he would run his payroll. I mean, he was paying, <laughs> everybody. He was paying everybody a lot of money. And yeah, I mean, he was paying, I mean, he wasn't making any money, but his payroll would be three or $400,000 a year. It's just, it's, it's, it, he did it right, but he did it too right. And so yeah. <laughs> when he happened to pass away, he didn't have anybody to leave it to. And it had, he got cancer and he, he died real fast. He got it. And then he died like two months later. Wow. So he willed the, the drive into his managers, what ended up happening. So the manager was kind of set up to fail, if you will. He had always, he had worked for like Carmike and AMC and some other circuits, you know, but he really was not a business owner and he was not willing to go in and kind of cut and make the slashes that you really needed to make. Because now at this point, the driver was not doing those big numbers. They weren't, you know, it, 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 the, the industry had changed a little bit, you know, back in the early two thousands, there wasn't as many movie theaters. And then, you know, kind of before the megaplexing really happened in Wichita, if you really will. So what ended up happening was he he just was not equipped to be able to operate that drive-in. So he was going to sell it. And um, then he just got a lot of pushback on it. But it's a beautiful drive-in. I do have to make money from it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, so I can't afford to, to spend that much money on, you know, on payroll. So, you know, so I've cut it back. And, and you know, the other side of it is it's, it's I don't know how it is there, but it, it it's in this part of the country and I hear this all over, but you know, it's been a little bit hard retaining help uh, as well and people wanting to work. So while I can't run it as a hobby, I try to keep it up the best I can because th there is a lot to live up to there, but it's a beautiful drive and it's a twin screen, a little more classically set up, uh, but it's kind of set up more like in an L shape, if you will. You could probably look at it, Google Earth, if you really cared. Single concession lobby, shared concession. Yeah, one big concession, yep. And he's got two lines. And they kind of had it half set up self-serve and half uh, employees helping or queue. They didn't really have queue lines, but they. Um, so what I ended up doing when I came in there is I turned everything around and made it 100% self-serve. So right. you go down the line, kind of cafeteria style line. That's and like then you, yeah. yeah, that's the way to go, babe. Because I have queue lines in Tulsa. So when I rebuilt Tulsa, I was really kind of in the indoor game. And so I was used to the queue lines, you know, and that's what we, that's, that's what I was doing. I wish I didn't do it that way because your per caps are way bigger on self-serve. Just, I don't right. know if it's just a mental thing with folks. They're not adding it up as they go. You know, when you're standing in the queue line, you can sit there and add up how much you're spending. Totally. But when you're walking down a line, you don't really just keep know, on grabbing, put it in the tray. Keep going, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and then you get down to the end of the line and you got a line of people behind you. It's hard to put things back. So, <laughs> uh, so it just it, it's 
if I build it five, then I, I will definitely spend the extra money and make the concession stand bigger and, and do self-serve lines because it's the only <laughs> way to fly. <laughs> yeah, was that the case with a lot of the drive-ins that you ran? Were most of them self-serve? No, uh, most of the ones I ran were uh, just like what we have at the Mahoning. We'd have five or six people back there. Now, depending on the size of your concession stand, I know some drive-ins that you couldn't have more than two or three people or you were running into each other. And then there were other ones I ran where I could have five or six or seven back there. And uh, but no, I that's what I find interesting. I never had a self-serve one. Never. Man, it, it just it really it, uh, you know, it just you, you have to have a pretty good grill person that can kind of be going back and forth. You have to kind of keep an eye on what's going out. I mean, yeah. but it really reduces your payroll costs a lot, or at least it has for me. You know, I can run a fairly busy night at the starlight with eight people probably total and that includes box people and um that's pretty good yeah and if i have a lot person you know then then you know which i'm struggling to find somebody to do that right now but you know that would be your ninth person and, and i could probably run um i i mean we could run 1200 people on that or 1300 people something like that yeah yeah i'm curious was the uh, was the starlight built as a twin or did they add one no, I believe it was built as a twin. I think it was originally called the Landmark Drive-In. I don't know as much about the history of the Starlight as I as I do yeah. Admiral, but right. um, I believe it was built as a twin. So that must have come a little later on then. You know, I know the building that we have currently was built in 1971. And so I think that, I don't know if that's when it was originally built, though. I think that was the second building. I want to say it may have been built in the 50s. Did that craze happen almost instantly? I mean, it seems like it did. You guys opened in uh, 51 yep. um, at the Admiral. And then was it purely the demand that made them add the extra screen? Or the idea of the multiplex thing kind of adding uh, multiple? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know because there was a lot of drive-ins, you know, just like a lot of towns. The Tulsa had 11 or 12 drive-ins at one time. They right. were all you didn't singles. need multiple screens, yeah. Yeah, they were all singles. And I think the same thing was in Wichita as well. You know, I mean, land was cheaper back then, of course. And, you know, that's what's basically right. killed drive-ins now. You know, if I yeah. if I was a little bit further south in Tulsa, we wouldn't be a drive-in. You know, it would have been redeveloped at some point. Or just, I mean, the land, of course, is worth more than the, than the, than the business, you know. But right. Uh, right. where we happen to sit... It's not that we're in a bad area of town, but we're not in the best area of town. Now, I've never had really any issues or nothing, but uh, but I think that would go with almost all the drive-ins, don't you guys think? I mean, oh yeah, if you're in a nice yes. area, you're yeah. You know, Walmart would have you know come in and offered us you know Matched a lot up. of money, and it'd been hard to turn down. <laughs> but yeah. that's that's the case usually ninety percent of the time. It goes the other way. That's why when we we started this podcast. We wanted to do a drive-ins in the news type of thing. And nine times out of 10, it's this drive-in just got bought out. This drive-in's being demolished. This, But every now and then you'll get the good story of the revamp or the reopening or every now and then a new drive-in opening up. But that's the case. Yeah. You know, all of our childhood drive-ins are now Walmarts and Targets. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I just read where the 112 over in Fayetteville, which is only about two hours from here. It's a drive-in I was interested in buying. I just read where she's the lady there is getting a little older. She sold it to some developer. They're going to redevelop the whole thing into, you know, townhouses and, you know, ur urban type stuff. And I think they're going to build an indoor theater there. I hadn't talked to her in a while, though. But 
I guess good for her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good for her, but bad for the drive-in. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because that, that's a real up-and-coming area in northwest Arkansas. But um, um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just all about the, the land costs, why they've all went away for sure. And when, yes. the, when the multi-screens came in for drive-ins, you know, I'd, I'd never really sat down and really researched that. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting, though, that you guys right away opened up with the single and then put the twin in the next year. Yeah, that just may have been their plan the whole time. Right. I don't know. We're not real far where the Admiral sits. I'm probably four miles from downtown Tulsa, just right straight down 244. So even back in the 50s, we would not have been overly far. I mean, it would it would have felt a little far out if you were in downtown, but not, oh, my God, far out. Right. And yeah. so yeah. that must probably played into some of their thinking, because some of the other drive-ins where I know where the locations are in Tulsa, they wouldn't have been good location. <laughs> they wouldn't be good right now. now. Right. Totally. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, you guys obviously went through all kind of the ups and downs, but 2020 was a big year with the pandemic. Did you see a big boom across the board? So, you know, I did, but it's not for why I think that I know that's the national perception. Totally. You know, any any publicity for drive-ins is good. So we don't want to say, no, that's not true. It absolutely was for me. It was I was that was a, a, a my biggest year in a while, but it wasn't because of the movies because there were no movies. That's right. <laughs> it, yeah. it was it was 100 percent because of special events I did yeah. in Tulsa. So you know, a lot of people I always forget what they call them, but you know, people they'll do they'll rent a space in the hotel and they're either selling something or they're you know oh, a company yeah. whatever. I became that place. So oh, yep, we feel that everybody in yeah. the mother came out of the woodwork. Can we That's rent right. a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I would just do rentals on the facility and, you know, I was renting it at the worst case at 2,500 a night. And in Tulsa, people couldn't take it fast enough. They couldn't write me a check quick enough. Now yeah. in Wichita, it did not work as well there. I was actually down in Wichita because there was no, because it's a good first run house. Yeah. So there, they just, the special events, if I quote, I couldn't, if I quote them $2,500, they'd kick me in the knee. I mean, they was just, they were mad, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so Wichita's are, you know, sometimes they're funny about their, their money, but in Tulsa, they're just like, we can't, you know, we'll take two nights. <laughs> you, know, so, uh, you know, so, so that's the reason why it was, you know, we did church things. I did some concerts. I mean, yeah. all the things you guys probably did. Right. I mean, um, sure. all um, came across the plate for sure. Yeah, just special events. So, uh, and then last year I did pretty good with special events. But you know, this year I'm going to do better than I normally would probably do on on most years. But it's not going to be 2020 as far as special events. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I we we run a destination drive-in as much as we have the local love. It's the majority of our fan base is coming in from all over the place. Now, you must get a mixture of it being where you're located. You are a local drive-in, but you're also such a historic drive-in. You must have kind of the the travelers in. Yeah, you know, I get I get people coming in, you know, doing a Route 66 thing, but we're not exactly on Route 66. Route 66 would actually be one more mile over, but people will include us on the Route 66, and, we, you know, we don't turn it down. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we'll get travelers coming through and you know this past weekend uh, we had um i mean again tulsa's just kind of changed i don't want to make it sound like it's chicago or new york because it's not but it, it's it's 
it has become a little bit more of a destination. There's just things going on in this town that are bizarre that it's that people are coming here. So we had several international people here this last weekend that, you know, didn't speak very good English when they came through. We had to help them with their radios and stuff, um, <laughs> you know, and rental cars and whatnot. So we do get that. And again, we get a lot. I get tons of people. Tons is probably a wrong, wrong word, but I, I hundreds of people each year that will probably come by and talk about the outsiders and take pictures of the place and yeah. uh, about, and, and I guess I've been told I'm old, but I've got little bitty kids. So my kids aren't this old yet, but, uh, but I, I've, I've been told at least around here in junior high, it's the outsiders book is a required reading. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. really true. Yeah. Um, it was in my high school. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so, you know, people are interested in where it was shot. And then there, there's a guy in, in Tulsa that's the house that the outsiders um, that they filmed at that house. He's he's been restoring it into some sort of little outsiders museum. And, and so people, they bring a bus ride over here to see the drive in. I mean, yeah. the location people are dedicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they, they go, they, they get their pictures, they want to reenact it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So. You know, between that, those two things, you know, we do get we do get quite a few people, but, you know, it's still kind of our regulars that, uh, you know, I often wonder, do I, uh, when we close for the year, do they go to the movies in the off season? I, I think there's just some people that just like drive ins and that's what they do. Yeah. How how does your season run at uh, at the Admiral? What What's your season? Usually about March, somewhere we opened for the Batman, which was a terrible idea because you couldn't even see it on a drive-in screen. Was, <laughs> oh, so dark. Oh, I, I thought that when I watched it. I complained so much to Warner Brothers. I had a three-week commitment, like everybody. They wanted you to do of three weeks. Yeah. And uh, I complained enough that in Tulsa, they let me out of it. So on the, I did two weekends wow. and they let me out for the third weekend. But we opened early this year, just a little early. I usually open about mid-March. Uh, no later than April 1st. Uh, and then we close usually around Halloween. In Wichita last year, I stayed open through just before Spider-Man came out uh, in December because yeah. Spider-Man was going to be a three-week commitment and all the weekends were Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And I couldn't get away to work. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have stayed open. I would have right. stayed open for sure, man. Because we were doing business pretty good right up until then. You know, in this part of the country, especially Tulsa, it's colder in Wichita. Wichita is two and a half hours from Tulsa. But yeah. somewhere between here and Tulsa, there's a cold line. <laughs> it's always about five to ten degrees cooler there. And they get right. a little more harsher weather than we do here. But, you know, so in you November, can push it a little bit. Yeah, I can push it. I mean, and I can still get some days that are seven in the 70s, you know, there in November. Generally in December, it does fall off quite a bit. But, you know, Spider-Man was so big, I would have definitely gotten a piece oh, of yeah. that. And yeah. and I just couldn't find anybody to work. So I had to close. Right. So I do push it in Wichita just again because it's a it's a really good first run house. And so we just, uh, you know, look, I got to pay bills in the off season. Too, so <laughs> if I can get people to work, uh, I'll, I'll do it. But if I can't, then I'm, I am I have to kind of do it. Like, I have to play ball with the staff. Right. You know, All right, absolutely. Right. How do you find that your digital equipment is holding up? Have you had a lot of problems with it at either drive in or is it pretty reliable? So far, it's been reliable, knock on wood. I, uh, in Wichita, I have Christie's, which I love. I've not really had any problems with those. In Tulsa, we have NECs, which I don't love. But um, they, they, I've not 
really had any major problems with them. We did come up, our warranty just came up on those and they're not allowing us to buy another warranty on those on these machines. So uh -oh. I am not the most technically inclined guy that God ever created. So I, I don't know what that's going to mean exactly or what's going to go out on it. You guys may know way more about it than I would. No, actually, we don't, because I think we're the only drive-in theater left in the country. We still run 35 millimeter. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's the unique uh, pull. And that's the thing I think all three of us are so curious about. We Jeff obviously has experience running first runs. I've run uh, several indoor theaters. But as far as the drive-in goes, we're an all-retro house running all 35 millimeters. So what is it like running first-run movies and kind of being at the the beck and call of what's available and what the studio allows and all that. Well, you know, I'm a little bit trained to be, uh, <laughs> Oh, that's right. You're like, this has been my life. <laughs> this is, I need product. Give me product and we'll, then we'll do the rest. I mean, you know what, not, not to change the subject from drive-ins, but one issue that, you know, everybody's talking or movie theater is going to survive. Well, first off as a drive-in theater owner, I need the movie theaters to survive. I, I we need, if they go away, we're going to go away too. With the, they, the the film companies are not geared towards the drive-ins. The drive-ins are an afterthought. It's a secondary yes. thing for them. If they could just have AMC, Regal, and Cinemark and get rid of the rest of us, they would. Oh, um, yeah. they, they, yes. they hate the independence. And obviously, you guys in the industry, you know, it's, it's not an issue. They're gonna, there's not going to be as many movies released. And I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. But that's not so much the issue. The issue is the way the, the release patterns the issue for me. And I don't know how that ever gets changed. And I'm sure it doesn't get changed. But these guys need to talk a little bit more than they do. And you know they do talk. But, I mean, as an example, this coming weekend, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is a great, yep. that's a, that's a great, uh, great title for us. Yeah. But there's also a movie coming out on the same day called Ambulance. Well, I can't get ambulance. I can't. I don't have any room. If I had a third screen, I could do it. Uh -huh, but yeah. the way it kind of all works out, I can't play that. So, and you know, there's a dead spot in August. They should have waited and done ambulance in August. I mean, if they would stretch these things out just a little bit, and they yeah. do to some degree, but not enough. I almost wish there was an. And this will never happen. I know this, but I wish there was an intermediary that was between us and the film companies, and. We help decide when the damn release dates are. And say, hey, this makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah, because because there's also some titles will come out and I'll be like, why are they releasing that now? That should come out at Christmas or that should have been a summer picture. It's right. like sometimes they don't, it doesn't make any sense when they're releasing them. So, you know, if we can get 40 movies a year, I think you could make it all work. I mean, I know that's way down, but nevertheless, I think you could could make that work. I'm going to actually talk to NATO about that. Not that it's going to do any good, but um, <laughs> when I go to CinemaCon, I'm, I'm planning on actually trying to trying to get my thoughts together better. But you guys kind of get what I'm saying, oh, and yeah. um, I, 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 that worries me for for the industry. The other thing that's a little bit worrisome, if I was in the indoor game, or if I was a megaplex owner, which good God, I'm glad I'm not, is that they are now kind of living off of what I've always lived off of for the drive-ins, and that's a handful of tentpole movies. And yeah. that's not good yeah. for the industry as a whole. That part's not good. I don't know how 
that exactly gets fixed. But I mean, you know, there's not going to be romantic comedies. Can you remember the last time there was a romantic comedy that really did a whole lot of business? I mean, oh, those are the I things mean, that go to Apple and uh, Hulu and all that stuff. Now they don't have a market for that in the first run. I know it. I know, but that's worrisome. I mean, if everything's just going to have to be a superhero movie, it probably doesn't affect me so much. But I think this conversation of will movie theaters survive will continue on for a while, oh, even though yeah. they will, even though they will survive. I think you know a washout of the of some of the screens wouldn't be the worst thing. But you know, AMC's got a twenty screen; it's a hundred thousand square feet. I, how do you pay the electric bill in the in <laughs> you know in August this year? Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's just kind of worrisome on that. But I'm always, uh, you know, I'm I'm in the first run business, and that's. That's what I do. And, um, you know, when we had it in 2020, we had to play more retro titles. You know, it, they did okay, but it's just not, for me, a way to succeed. It's just the, I've got 26 acres here. I, both my drive-ins have about 26 acres. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a lot of land. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I think we got to have the first run to make it work in kind oh, of any yeah. kind of big, any kind of big way to, you know, make my wife yeah. happy to be able to buy her a new car every two years so, you know, <laughs> or whatever that means you know in first run situations you often have to follow the money that's not a bad thing but uh that's why first run is first run because that's where the majority of the bucks are made we just happen to be in a niche yeah where we can run old 35 millimeter film and people just love it they pack the place and yeah i mean that's like, become an appeal for us as well is yeah. the fact that we are the last remaining full-time 35 millimeter drive-in yeah i met with a gal yesterday that she helped me do promote some um i do these uh, scary movies like when we get closer to halloween i do scary movie what i call scary movie monday and wow. i do like the four or five or six Mondays before Halloween. And so I was meeting with her and we, she was trying to come up with some promotions to do some stuff. She's kind of a 40 year old punk rock kid. Um, <laughs> and she was talking about your drive-in and she follows you guys and all the stuff. So, I mean, she, I mean, absolutely, absolutely loves it. Oh, and I know some people in Wichita that follow you guys. So, I mean, wow. the, the word, the word is out. You know, how does that do for you guys, though? I mean, without not going, uh, you know, digital and trying the, the first run. I mean, is it it's kind of more like running a concert venue to some. Yeah, degree? it's, it's I mean, become like, it's certainly become more of a Comic-Con convention space with bringing out celebrity guests and having vendors on the regular basis. And it almost starts with that when we're playing the classic movies, as I'm sure when you do the classic movie nights it almost becomes a themed event immediately, you know, and then yeah. we tack little elements onto that, that have uh, kind of become our calling card, but you're right. I mean, without, I think all that uh, extra hoopla and what makes us stand out as an original and one of the only, and this and that, it's an incredibly hard business model to go after. And when we jumped into it and made the decision totally untested, you know, it was, Everybody who got the threat of if you don't go digital, you're dead. They they pretty much went dead or went digital, you know? So. Yeah, I, you know, it kind of you know, in the 90s, I ran a lot of midnight. I had, had an indoor theater that we ran a lot of midnight movies. I did the Rocky oh, Horror yeah. stuff and, and yeah. you know, and, and it, it had a following and it was just it, it took a lot of promoting. I mean, it just took a lot of promoting. That The one thing that I say about first runs, and maybe it's just because I'm in my mid-50s now, and I was kind of telling this gal this yesterday, is, you know, I promoted a lot of events, especially in the 90s and 
early 2000s. And, you know, some of them I would get 400 people for and some of them I get four for, right. you know. And, oh, yeah. you know, and at some point you just for me, it was just this, you know, I just got I got kind of run down on it. So that's the good thing about first run is, is that when Top Gun comes out, Tom Cruise is going to be on everything. <laughs> the marketing machine is there. People will know yeah. Top Gun's coming. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and, you know, and, and to make things worse, it was easier in the 90s to promote things. I could be on the rock station and the alternative station and in the newspaper and everybody knew about it. I yeah. mean, I think it's so hard to get to people now. Facebook's changed the way they're doing things. And it's just, yeah. it's so hard to get to people. I, I, that that frustrates me a little bit. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, the old man in me or something. I don't no, know, you're but, totally right. You got to play yeah. in the market, you know, to to kind of stay relevant, to stay on top of uh, the promotion. And like you said, more than anything, getting in front of people's eyes so they know yeah. we're open, we're playing this, and this is happening. You're right. Yeah. That's why I like first run. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's why, we, you know, we get it. We get it. Oh, no, that, that's what I mean. You have to, you know, especially when you have, uh, well, you have two drive-ins, but still they have to make you money. Like you said, you have to have, an income from them above what it costs to actually run them. Yes. So it's understandable why you go with first run. We were just fortunate in doing what we do. We're in the right location. It was the right place at the right time, or I don't think we would have made it either. But yeah, it's, it's an anomaly. And that's why I think people yeah. really look at us as like, a, you know, a legend is like, how did this work? And in a lot of ways, you know, destiny and timing and all that had a lot to do with it. So right. Yeah. We certainly count our blessings without a doubt. Now, what movie, obviously being in the first run and you do some uh, retro shows, what does best for you? I mean, I, I take it it's probably the family fair. You know, it's a combination of, um, I mean, I like to play a lot of family product just because it's economical for, you know, younger families uh, to bring their, to, to come out here with their kids. And, you know, if you're, I've, again, I got young kids, uh, you know, they can run around and they're not really bothering anybody and. You can yeah, sit there and either situation. watch the movie or don't watch the movie. You can be on your phone, whatever. You can talk. It's more of a social. I, I always think of when people ask me about what's the appeal of the drive-in, I always say it's a little bit more of a social event than it really is going to an indoor theater where you got to be quiet and you're shush. A hundred percent. You're renting a seat at a theater. At the drive-in, you are truly paying for an experience. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're, you know, and look, if the moon's bright. I'm not going to get as good a picture. <laughs> I mean, when I have... When I, I've had when I have people complain about the picture, they say, "Well, it's not as good as you know, an indoor theater." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean at the indoor theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't turn the whole sky and everything. I can't turn everything <laughs> off, you know. So, uh, you know, or, or the other thing that's unusual. Again, not telling you guys anything, but your experience where you're sitting right now could be way different if you're over here 40 feet over this way. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it could be a, a lot different for either the radio sound wave may come in better or you may yep. get a better picture from that spot. It's so relatable. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, I mean, so some of it, when I ever have complaints or I'm talking to people, some of it, I just kind of like lay the common sense on them. Just hello. But when you get for movies though, you know, I try, that's one bad thing about horror movies is, is that there's so many night scenes. So 
when I'm trying to pick the scary movie Monday movies, I'm trying to pick the brightest ones I can. Like, <laughs> it, remember, it had like a two-minute yeah. scene where it was completely black, and there was yeah. just you couldn't you couldn't see nothing on the drive-in screen. Of course, it was a popular movie; I had to play it. But I try. I love bright movies. I hate dark movies. Animated movies anymore are kind of a slam dunk for us. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. kind of you know you just know that that people are going to come out. Uh, kids are only four dollars at both the drive-ins and and you know we do offer double features so you get two movies for that price you know with, if you can stay that long um and then you know the the any kind of action movies that are like jungle cruise jungle cruise played forever and then behind it that free guy came in which nobody in the industry was even talking about free guy right. last year yeah. it's like that was a surprise for the whole industry that made my fall i mean Free Guy just played and played and played. But between those two movies, I know Jungle Cruise was not huge right off the bat, but it continued to play. And those type, as you guys know, we make more money on in the long run. Oh, yeah. We're right. paying less in film rental. But um, that's the kind of stuff. You know, sci-fis don't work very well for me. Yeah. I've never had much luck with, uh, I mean, I played the Star Treks, but they're not big. I think I've only been able to play one, really, one of these Star Wars, because most of those have been Christmas movies. It seemed like there was one a couple of years ago that was a May movie. Yeah, that Ron is a Howard. downside. They push the, the Christmas release now every year, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't really get a piece of those. But, you know, those are high volume movies. And, and so somewhere you get a little bit on them, but that's not really our bread and butter. And like I say, I, I probably need, realistically, I probably need about six pictures a year to kind of make my whole season. Right. Yeah. Six real yeah. good ones. Yeah. As a booker, I'm curious, does the studio give you uh, any flack as far as bringing back a movie that's been out for a little while? Or are they a little bit lenient being the fact that you have a lead picture and you have uh, a double feature to follow? Well, what do you mean? Like, uh, just as far as like, even, uh, I know you opened with Encanto and Sing Two on your second screen. Encanto's yeah. been out for a little bit. Was that something that they, you know, did that they... was their idea? Oh, that's <laughs> that great. Was, that was their idea. The Oscar so push, right? <laughs> yeah, Disney. Well, they, yeah, I don't know if it was that or something caught on and, um, there was like a sing songy thing, like the uh, some where girls were singing with this movie. So they they kind of came back the first run with it, and so right. just by at the time I was reopening, so I went ahead and picked it up. It, was a great it did call, okay, without a doubt. Yeah, it did okay for us, you know. Um, even though it had come out, you know, back in November, it just kind of depends, you know. Really, for the, you know, I use a film booker. Uh, I use Cinema Service out of Dallas, Tim Patton and uh, Jeff Wayne. They've got probably a thousand screens they book. I don't really need to use them anymore. I mean, uh, it's almost like block booking. Uh, the film companies yeah. used to really work with you on the second feature. They don't really anymore. Now they're really pushing their own product. So, right. you know, Warner Brothers has got Fantastic Beasts is getting ready to come out. Well, they're pushing Batman. It's the second feature. Well, first off, they're both incredibly long. So why would I want to do that? A sure. and B, you can't see it, so I'm not doing that. Well, they're not cutting <laughs> me any. They're not giving us. They're not giving us a better deal for me to bring in a, another film company's movie. So I have to play a Warner Brothers movie. Right. So that's kind of what it's become, you know. When um, 
I'm, I'm playing uh, Sonic, the new Sonic. Uh, it's Paramount, so behind it's going to be Lost City. Well, that's not a terrible booking, but that that's because they're the same film company. Right. Um, yeah. So you, know, you really so, have to stick within the the company on each screen. Yeah, because the way they they the way they quote their terms, you know, they used to work with us more. We, you know, drive-ins used to get better deals. If we're getting better deals, it's not by much. Because, you know, we don't get all the showings that, that an indoor gets, you know. You get four rounds a day, and I get one shot with it. But again, these guys don't care. You know, the film companies don't care. When's the last time you saw a matinee at a drive-in? That's right. You know? Boy, if we could do it, baby. If we could do it, baby, I'd, be, I'd do it you right now. You know it. You know it. It's been running through my head. As far as the Admiral goes, did, did you ever find out what caused the fire? Nope. So, um, the... Uh, fire chief or fire inspector when they came out i mean they may have done a little inspecting but as soon as i said we had no insurance on it i think they closed the case i'm sure they thought we, i'm sure they thought we lit that thing up i mean we didn't i'm just sure that they thought that you know i had had over probably the 10 years before that on and off we did have people stealing copper and stuff out here so uh, there was electrical actually in that building. I don't know why there was, but there was. I don't know why it, it came in through that way. My hunch is that somebody probably was in there trying to steal some copper or some some sort of electrical. Pulled mm -hmm. something loose. And I, I really thought when the thing finally burned all the way down, we'd see a guy burned to the crisp holding something. Yeah. I honestly did. And uh, never found him. So he either burned completely up or that wasn't Not what bad. happened. I, I, I don't know. I don't, and they never did find it out, though. Well, that's that's where our main powerhouse is, is under the screen. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Fair warning. We're, we're yeah, we're made of we're made of steel, and when we were built, we were made of steel. And that's that was a unique thing, I guess, uh, the fact that you guys had the wooden screen for so long. That's it was a long time. It was really uh, they could have shot a horror movie in that in the inside of that thing. It was. It was nuts in there. It had all these, joy <laughs> all these joists, and there was always oh, like pig sure. pigeons and stuff in there. I mean, you had to yep. wear a hat to walk through there, man. It was just <laughs> amazing. I have a good story for you about uh, the highway drive-in I ran. I walked out one day. I was there during the day just during some maintenance, and I locked up the booth and was going to my car, and I hear this guy in the distance hammering. And, boy, he's going, that I'm thinking without stopping, and I'm like, what in the world? Who hammers like that? I couldn't figure this out. Then I happened to look, and there I had a wooden screen, and there was a woodpecker knocking a hole in my screen. <laughs> oh, great. The downside of a wood screen. Go get your BB gun. <laughs> so I was trying to throw rocks at him and everything else to get him off of the screen. Sure. Get out sure. of here. <laughs> you can't stand there all the time. That woodpecker probably come yeah. back. That's right. Yeah. He's on duty just with the BB gun. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Mark, you got any questions for our main man? Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask about is I noticed on the website for the Starlight that the Starlight offers in-car heaters. And that's something, what? That, yeah, that's something that I've always heard about. Oh my In God. our section of the country, drive-ins tend to not be open too far into the cold weather month. So I just sure. wondered what, what type of in-car heaters do you offer and how do they work? I have no idea. Uh, we do have them, uh, you know. They but I do not know what it's called. Um, they they've just had them all these years. You wow. know, I, it, it's awesome. it's kind it's I I would rather suspect it's like um, when I took over the Starlight, 
the previous owner had went through and cut off all the all the speakers. He yeah. cut them all off, right? Oh. So yeah, so to go back in and put them in, it would probably take you an hour on every speaker. And I hadn't had speakers oh, yeah. in Tulsa since uh, 2008 or nine. We didn't. We've been FM radio forever, so I didn't even try to put those things back because you nobody makes them the guys that yeah. made them are all dead uh yeah. you know i mean that, that, that that's a lost art that is not so wherever they found them when they go away they ain't coming back there is no yeah. there is no but i don't know what it is uh called but they do work and they plug into your uh, lighter uh in your car if you have one, I don't know if they all cars even still have those. And uh, we do get people that come in and ask for it. It is very retro. I've not sat down and really looked at it. You know, I mean, I'm just I'm always on the run. So I know we got them and they and they work and my staff knows how to make them work. And until it, I have to really learn about it, I, I, I will wait and that thing. i wish i could answer that question better for you but um, <laughs> but i know we got it's one of those on. things we talked about it like do they produce new car heaters no. Like, <laughs> no. well if they do you know it would be something modern you know what i oh, mean yeah. it wouldn't be it yeah. wouldn't be these cool old fixtures and that's probably what you guys are looking for but um <laughs> uh, if i remember i'll try to take a picture and send one to you that would be oh, great that's awesome well, you've been amazing, my friend. Why don't you let people know where they can find information on the drive-in and all that good stuff. Drive-ins. So in, if you're in Tulsa, it's the Admiral Twin Drive-In, and you can find us at AdmiralTwinDriveIn.com. Uh, if you're in Wichita, it's the Starlight Drive-In, and it's StarlightFun.com. S-T-A-R-L-I-T-E-F-U-N.com. I inherited that 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 website. So <laughs> you like like it or not? <laughs> but there's a lot of Starlight drive-ins, so you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do, I guess, and oh, that's yeah. what they came up with. So, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I uh, it was fun talking with you guys. And you guys holler yeah. at me anytime. I, I I don't know that it was that interesting to anyone, but maybe you guys. But uh, no, it was very. People very love good. it. I mean, that's the, we are the mouthpieces for the culture, and we're so excited whenever we can get. Um, and owner on because you guys are the heroes of the industry. You guys are the ones that are, you know, keeping this industry alive and standing on that same ground that we stand on from April through Halloween. <laughs> well, guys, I wish you, I wish you guys all the luck in the world. And like I say, uh, holler at me or if you're ever this way, holler at me. We'll get together. Absolutely. You know, we all will. Right. We love Great. it. Well, thank you so much, my friend and audience. You heard it. Go and uh, seek them out. If you guys are doing your road trips, plan them into your trip. It's uh, it's an amazing scene and an amazing thing that you're doing. All right, guys. On that note, Jeff, take it away, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for coming out tonight to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. We hope you'll come back and see us again real soon. The exit is on the right-hand side of the screen at the front of the field. And most importantly, have a very safe trip home. Good night and God bless you. <laughs>